Good morning, my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. My name is Sarah Jane, and I might be able to push out two motherfucking podcast episodes today, but right now it's renegade times. We'll see what happens next later on today. any comments, questions, or concerns, feel free to contact me down in the links down in the description below and get yourself some merch because I love you. <laughs> Don't tell my boss, alright? No, but uh, it was just such a quiet day. I ended up working on another episode of Down the Rabbit Hole, and I am debating whether or not I should air that today or some other time. And uh, yeah, no, this one's pretty serious though because um, I might get in trouble with this one. I mean, maybe, maybe not. How much do you love your podcast host? How much? <laughs> I mean, are you willing to defend your fearless leader into the trenches for real this time? Because <laughs> I found some real, real government documents online yesterday. And I'm about to just open it. I'm going to open this rabbit hole because it's been covered. It, it's been covered up for a long time. And I'm just jumping in head first. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, you all know the drill. First up is politics. Let's go find some dirty, raggedy pieces of politics. You know? Let's go find some shit. Jump into the trenches with me. I keep on forgetting that is my tagline in the beginning. But anyway, let's just go. more stuff on the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. I will keep following up on this story just because it is my home, uh, Ohio. You know, it is my home state. It's not my home city, but it is my home state. And this is my way of showing love and spreading awareness to everybody who is uh, affected. You know. But, but a jig. I don't even have how the fuck do you even pronounce your fucking name, dude? <laughs> Every time I say his name, it sounds like I'm saying it wrong. But that's probably how you say it. Botijig. Whatever. Um, on response to East Palestine trail der- train derailment, um, not about who looks good or who looks bad. Weren't you the one that decided to make Trump look bad? And you decide to say that shit. But anyway, well, let's just... Let's just get into it. Okay. Transportation Transportation Secretary Pete Puttichig <laughs> uh, claimed during an interview over the weekend that residents of East Palestine, Ohio 
do not care about politics as their town suffers the fallout from a toxic train derailment and or that happened earlier this month. Yeah, of course not. No, they don't care. They just want help. Their water is polluted. Their soil is polluted. Their air is polluted. And I'm pretty sure right now they can't. No, they can't drink the water. They can't eat the fish. They can't eat anything that comes out of the river or the any waterways over there. So yeah, no, they don't care. They just need help. You guys just decided to fucking leave them there just to see what the fuck happens. Donald Trump was the only person that came down to investigate and find out what was going on and try to figure out what was the best way to help them. But, you know, and everybody in the White House got so bent out of shape when that happened that they decided to blame Trump, you know, for the whole break, train breaking, um, fiasco when he was president. But I don't know. I don't know, man. Sounds like the Democrats really want to cover their asses because their, you know, dementia-ridden leader decided to go to Ukraine instead of East Palestine. So, you know, it's whatever. The catastrophic um, February 3rd train derailment in the small Ohio community was caused by an overheated wheel bearing on the 23rd of 149 rail cars. Local officials subsequently evacuated all residents within the mile of the accident and started a controlled burn of the vinyl chloride uh, that the train was transporting in the effort to prevent a massive explosion from occurring. Puttichig's um, remarks came after he and the rest of the Biden administration have faced intense criticism over their response to the incident and faced widespread accusations of not caring about um, the incident because the area did not vote for Biden in 2020. Is that the real reason or did someone just like pull that one out of their ass? Because that one sounds like somebody who wrote this just pulled that out of their ass. Maybe. Maybe it's true. (laughs) I mean, I thought we had the freedom of choice, you know, the freedom to vote who the fuck we wanted in the office, you know, but it's whatever. Now it looks like East Palestine is paying for not voting for Biden. They all voted for Trump or the majority did. You guys are assholes. (laughs) The White House are assholes. Just shut up. Uh, There has been so much information and frankly so much misinformation thrown at this community and thrown at this situation that a lot of them are asking who they can even trust, but a jig claimed. You're the dude who demonized Trump for going in to see what he could do. And you're here saying that they don't know who to trust. Okay. Aren't you one of the people that decided to confuse the people of East Palestine saying that Trump was one of the people that just brushed off the braking system when he was in fucking uh, office? You're the one that's confusing them. You're the person in power right now or in, I don't know, limited power 
that is saying that Trump wasn't the best person to go in there and try to help because he did something in the past that you won't let go of. But anyway, it's so important to continue to make sure that they can get good, accurate information about the things they care about the most. They don't need good, accurate information right now. What they need is food and water that is not fucking contaminated with vinyl chloride. They need a place where they can actually fucking get medical care for whatever's going on. You know, they probably have symptoms right now of breathing in that shit. And you're here thinking that, oh, they don't know who to trust, so we need to give them the best information they can that is accurate. They don't care about the information. They care about fucking surviving. Okay? They care about getting good food, clean water, in order to survive this whole fallout. So, what the fuck is your argument now? Has nothing to do with misinformation. No, they don't care. Fuck the misinformation. They just want to survive. They want people to help. FEMA did nothing. They just decided to jack off. Alright? And to be honest, I love you, East Palestine. Alright? I know you guys are going through a lot, but thank God that FEMA is not helping because FEMA is not a good organization and um, that will actually... I will actually cover that in Down the Rabbit Hole on why I don't trust FEMA and why you shouldn't either. But... Uh, that is for a later time today or this week. Alright. Um. But which isn't national politics or who looks good or who looks bad. It's continuing to know that their air, water, and soil are going to be safe and that their homes are going to be safe. Yeah. Now you got it. See, now you got it. Now you rounded back. See, you're trying to save your ass. You could have just, you know, let up with that. They don't care about the information. They just fucking care about where they can get their clean water from. Where they can... How they can clean their soil. How they can grow crops. You know, how they can trust who, you know, gives them food and shit. Like, they can't trust the ground right now because the ground is contaminated with soil. So... Whatever farmland is there, they have to burn because, lo and behold, the air is polluted, the soil is polluted. They have to dig up the contaminated soil to get down to the soil that is actually good, which is going to take a lot of money out of their wallets, which is not something that they need right now. But you could feel a sense of fatigue with all the kinds of politics swirling around their community. You're the one who fucking did that, though. (laughs) You're the one who fucking did that, though. You're the one that pointed the finger at Trump, calling on politics, alright? Saying that he's the one that started this whole thing. Like, he's the reason why. Researchers from Texas A&M and Carnegie Mellon said on Friday that nine of the approximately 50 chemicals that the EPA said were present in the derailed train have higher concentrations than normal in East Palestine. They were um, especially concerned with above normal levels of acrolein, 
a substance with a pungent odor that is highly toxic when inhaled, according to a report from the CDC. Other chemicals chartered or charted um, at abnormally high levels included um, benzene, naphthalene, I'm so bad at um, pronouncing things, but uh, naphthalene, I think that's how you say it, vinyl chloride, um, of, or if these levels continue, they may be of health concern. They were of health concern when they fucking hit the soil and then you guys decided to fucking burn it and it hit the air. That should have been the concern. Right there. It should have immediately been a concern. But no, you're testing the soil now after nobody helped them. Everything is spilled. Everything's contaminated. Now you want to fucking test the air, the soil, and the water to see if it's livable enough? The city's livable enough? Fuck you. Fuck you. This could have been prevented, yes. But guess what? Nobody came to help East Palestine. And yes, I will hold a grudge against the White House for doing that. how I love the odd and the weird and if it shows up in politics I'm definitely gonna talk about it so we're, we're just I'm just gonna read it Mexico's president shares photo of what he claims is a mystical elf found in the wild I want to see this man I need to see this <laughs> anyway Mexican president Andre Manuel Lopez Abrodar. We're just gonna say Manuel Lopez. Um, I don't know how you say your last name, okay? So I don't feel like butchering it and being a problem. So, <laughs> who is uh, commonly referred to as AMLO, okay, uh, posted a photo of, to social media over the weekend that he claims shows what is effectively a mystical elf uh, found living in nature. I really need to see this man. If uh, there is a photo, I'm pretty sure there's a photo like circulating on the internet. If I find it, I will post it on my Instagram so y'all can see what this guy is talking about. Because, I mean, I, he's the Mexican president. Can I get like Mexican uh, citizenship? Why can't I say citizenship? <laughs> can I get Mexican citizenship, yo? Because, <laughs> uh,. I like this guy already, but uh, let me stop. I don't know his politics. Let me stop. He just saw an elf. <laughs> um, I share two photos of our supervision of the Mayan train works. Uh, the president tweeted on, or in Spanish on Saturday, one taken by an engineer three days ago, apparently from an Alux, another by Diego Prieto, of a splendid pre-Hispanic sculpture in Ekbalam. Uh, everything is mystical. Okay. AMLO <clears throat> did not appear to be joking with the social media post claiming that an alux was spotted. 
And uh, the Associated Press noted that an Alux is a mischievous woodland spirit in Mayan folklore. Um, their their photo that Emlo shared, claiming was an Alux, um, was taken during the night and allegedly shows something or someone looking at the person taking the photo. Um, let's see. Okay. Oh, fuck, no, no, that just, no. I don't like that. I saw it, I don't like it. I don't know if I want to show it. That just, like, wrenched my spirit. They saw something supernatural. Oh, okay. The report noted that AMLO was long, uh, has long expressed beliefs of, or in folksy myths, and have no basis in reality. Okay, so there's one in the dark, which kind of scared me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that one kind of made me upset. Um, I'm going on Twitter to see if I can um, save the picture. So you guys are going to have to be patient. Not now. Oh, fuck no. See, I don't like that. I'm gonna save it anyways, because I said that I was gonna share it. Now, what you saw was a Nephilim. I'm just saying. And what's this? I don't see anything on this one. Because there's one in broad daylight, and then the other one is in, um, like, nighttime. Which, the nighttime one, that one... That one's kind of fucking weird. I don't- I don't like that one. I don't like it. <laughs> Y'all saw a Nephilim. A tree Nephilim, man. They supposed to be asleep until Jesus comes. <laughs> Why'd you wake it? <laughs> oh no. See, now I've- um... Oh no, I found it. Okay. Is that the whole thing? It is. It's basically the whole thing. Let me... Okay, the tweet comes uh, as AMLO faces a large-scale protest over 100,000 people in Mexico over new laws that could weaken the country's elections. Oh. The new law makes uh, changes to the system that AMLO claims will save the country millions of dollars while opponents say that the changes would make it easier for elections to be rigged. AMLO faces faces re-election next year. Yeah, I don't I don't want citizenship no more. No, Mexico's got some weird spirits going on. Bye bye. Nope. was I really wanted to keep it I wanted to keep the first recording just because of the shit that I said but because of how I said it I'm not going to I'm not going to put it on air <laughs> Let, let's just say I got real passionate and said <clears throat> um, that I would rather have an alien from outer space to be my doctor because of all the woke shit but anyway um <clears throat> Let's not, let's not go there. You, you know the joke. It's there, so. 
Um, but anyway, I don't choose political uh, stories because of their re- relevance most of the time. Just because... I think it's just the way that I think. It's the way that uh, my mind works. Like, if there is an oddity, uh, such as, you know, the Mexican president believing in elves and having taken some very strange um, pictures, all right? Like, that that sparks my interest. Um, if it's something that's relevant to me sometimes, like, especially with, like, what's going on with East Palestine, like, that's something that I can't ignore, I will talk about it. But I sometimes look for keywords and um, key phrases in order for me to cover something. So when I saw the word woke, I had to cover this article. So here we go. <clears throat> I have to go all the way to the top. This is such a long article too. So University of North Carolina moves against woke DEI with ban. The University of um, North Carolina, UNC, made a move against woke culture on Thursday, banning controversial so-called diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DEI, requirements uh, from the school's hiring and promotion process. So what I've learned from this article is that DEI is a type of course that you have to take and um, it's all about like learning about social justice and how it needs to be affirmed in society and all of that stuff. So some like colleges and schools right now are trying to make it mandatory for students to take those classes or they won't graduate. Like that's not okay with me. Like I, I want to go back to school for psychology and, you know, learn how to be a therapist one day. I really don't want to be taking a fucking class that talks to me about how I should treat people who are different from me, who are a different color or a different race or a different sexuality or identity. Like, to me, I already have values that I'm already prepared for if I want to become a therapist, which is if you sit across from me in a chair, I will treat you like your soul is. Okay? If you're... Because a soul and a soul, they talk without judgment. Okay? A spirit and a spirit, they talk without judgment. Alright? I don't care. I don't see any of that stuff that people like to stick themselves with. I, I just truly don't. But, like, if I have to take a course in order to do that, in order to pass, I will. And I say this with the most honesty that I can. I will fight that. I will. I don't care how white I am, okay? I don't give a shit. You're not going to take my license that I worked so hard for. Just because I won't take a certain fucking class to become qualified in this new society that everybody wants to push. Okay? I hate wokeness. I've declared war on woke, and I will stay battling woke. Alright? Fuck woke. You know what? That's gonna be another shirt. (laughs) Fuck woke. (laughs) Okay, anyway, I'm sorry. Um... University's Board of Governors reportedly voted 
Thursday to secure the ban following pressure from Color Us United, a nonprofit committed to speaking out against those who want to divide America. UNC shall neither solicit um, nor require an employee or applicant for academic admission or employment to affirmatively ascribe or opine about beliefs, affiliations, ideals, or principles regarding matters of contemporary political debate or social action as a condition, admission, um, employment, or professional advancement. Um, The resolution said, adding that an employee or applicant can't be solicited or required to describe his or her actions in support of or opposition to such beliefs, affiliations, ideals, and principles. So basically what they're saying is like, they're not going to make their students take that class just to be a doctor. You know, because this is a school of medicine. But a petition from Color Us United directed toward the dean of the UNC School of Medicine, Dr. Wesley Burke, slammed UNC for its indulgence of wokeness and DEI in the North Carolina medical system. It makes me feel like I am part of a radical social experiment. Uh, rather than a patient to be trusted and cared for, a petition said. As dean of the medical school, you have the power to put an end to wokeness in your hospital system. I humbly ask that you do the right thing and revoke the task force to integrate social justice. Okay. Anyway. We also urge you to be transparent of charges and standards to become medical to become a medical student. He it continued. North Carolinians um, should know if UNC is enabling medical residents to become doctors, even if they do not pass important medical exams and uh, successfully perform in resident training. Colorus United President Kenny Zhu told Fox News Digital that the group believes in a race-blind, mediocritic society are merit... merit... meritocratic, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Society with high standards. Okay. So is Colorus United, like, pushing the DEI, or is um... The UNC pushing the DEI. I'm I'm a little confused right now, but uh, when we saw wokeness and DEI infiltrating the medical profession, that's when we became concerned because medicine is the one place where everybody knows liberals, conservatives, independents that you need the most qualified doctor to get the best outcomes. You said uh, when diversity, equity, and or, yeah, when diversity, equity, and inclusion says, no, you need doctors of a certain race, or no, we need to be teaching things from the lens of social justice rather than the biological practice of medicine, that's when we get concerned. Okay, so Color Me United is fighting back against DEI? I'm confused, but anyway, DEI aims have become increasingly um, common in higher education across the country. The Daily Wire uh, reported earlier this month that the State University of of New York 
um, college system will force all incoming freshmen to take a course focused on diversity, equity, inclusion, and social justice, or they won't graduate. Now that's just fucking communism. Like, no, stop that. Stop that shit. Okay, stop that shit. Okay, stop it. Like, I really want to take a rolled up newspaper and just hit hit these assholes up upon the head. Like, why the fuck? <laughs> why the fuck do you want to do that to everybody? Like, just because there's people out there whining and crying that there's certain people out there that, you know, aren't getting the best opportunity in life, okay? Whether they're trans, gay, bi, you know, um, black, white, Hispanic, Chinese, whatever. Like, everybody should have an equal, the equal amount of work in order to get to where they're at. Okay? The color of someone's skin should not matter. Like, fuck. The color of someone's skin should not matter. Why are we so bent out of shape? Why are there so many people whining and crying about, oh, there's a lower number of doctors that are African American or Hispanic? I mean, to be honest, do you want to move to, to, to Toledo? Because we have so many diverse doctors out there so you know any woke folk you want to honestly I, I really don't want you here but maybe you'll shut up if you guys just decide to fucking move to my city where every doctor is diverse every doctor is diverse and that's coming from my own experience okay and you know what I have decided to change doctors not because of someone's color of their skin, but because the one doctor that I have, or that I had, was an asshole. Okay? He didn't see me as a patient. He didn't see me as someone, you know, coming in, having concerns about their health. He saw me as a patient sitting there, whining and crying about what the fuck was going on with my body. Okay. And guess what? Yeah, he was diverse. Well, I'm not gonna say the uh, skin color because everybody will be upset about that, but he was diverse. It's not about the color of the skin, it's about the amount of education that makes people fucking soulless, okay? There is a point where you get too educated, okay? And you end up hating your job. Okay, I am all for education. Work as hard as you fucking need to in order to get where you need to be. But the minute you become soulless is where everything goes down to the garbage. All right, and that's what I look for in a doctor. If they are caring and they are easily like easy to talk to, to where they're not talking down to me. Hey, go ahead, give me a checkup. Like, dude, I like that. But if if there's a fucking doctor out there that is soulless and just does not care, then I'm not going to get the best medical care that I need, okay? So yes, it doesn't matter if they're diverse or white or whatever, okay? How much education have you had? How much passion behind your education do you have? Because it will show during the procedures. It will show when you're talking to your doctor. If they're soulless, they're not going to fucking care. 
And you will know it because you will feel it in the air. It's an atmosphere thing, okay? But if you actually have a doctor that cares about you personally, keep that person, please. Anyway, this is nuts. Professor Nichols uh, said of SUNY Suffolk um, Community College or the New York uh, State of New York University. Um, the community. <coughs> what the fuck? <coughs> I will get through this. This is nuts. Professor Nichols. Uh, said of SUNY Suffolk Community College told the New York Post SUNY is one of the best university systems in the country where are they or why are they doing this DISJ um, is a cultural movement not based on academics unfortunately SUNY responded to the mob yeah I I, I don't want to become a woke folk okay I really don't because all I see with woke folk is that they're bent out of shape because of things that are very, very small. They're making a mountain out of molehill sort of thing. Like, I, stop. Just stop. It, it's not worth it. Why are we teaching other people about race? Why are we teaching other people about diversity? Do I believe that it is important? Yeah. For people who are fucking prejudiced. Okay? For people who are fucking, like, assuming that certain races do certain things. Okay? I believe that there is a group of people out there that do judge people by the color of their skin. And yeah, I feel like they need to be told that that's not okay. But I don't believe that every student out there is like inherently white privileged and racist and you know need to know all that shit because to be honest how many people man okay since we're talking about medicine you guys talk about um doctors and how they need to be diverse and all this stuff how about they actually fucking care about the damn patient have you ever saw the movie patch adams that's one of my fucking favorite fucking movies. I might actually watch it today. Again. <laughs> Patch Adams is such an amazing doctor, okay? Um, he had actually come out of a bad time in his life where he almost killed himself. He ended up being put into a psych ward and he ended up helping the patients during his time of being suicidal and being depressed. And because of that, he decided he wanted to become a doctor because all of the psychologists and the doctors that he, that would see him in the psych ward only saw him as a money sign, like a money, like just a dollar sign, you know? So he ended up saying, you know, you know, fuck this. I want to become a doctor that cares about people. He actually challenged the system in his university, in his college to where, um, they, what is that word? Basically, he was he was a white man, of course, but he cared about the patients. 
He wanted to learn their names. He wanted to make them laugh. He wanted to let them know that doctors shouldn't care about transference. Transference means that you get emotionally attached to a patient, which is something that you shouldn't do professionally. Because if you do, that might, you know, infiltrate, like, your professionalism. But Patch Adams kind of proved that theory wrong, that if you actually care about a patient, they will keep coming back to you. They will keep coming back to you because you showed love, because you made them laugh, because you made them happy. You made them smile, you know. There's a whole science behind happiness and laughter and everything like that, and I really would love to get into that. Maybe one day I'll talk about Patch Adams like a whole let's talk thing, but Patch Adams is an amazing man. I mean, uh, I want to say in 2021, he lost his leg to MRSA and he made a YouTube video. He has a YouTube channel and he's like, I'm fine. Everything's okay. He was smiling throughout the whole fucking thing. Like he just came out of the fucking surgery, losing his damn leg. And he's like, I'm good. I have another one. Like, dude, I need to be at your level. I want to take your classes, Patch Adams. I want to be a therapist one day, and I really need your wisdom, dude. I'm sorry. He's one of my favorite people ever. He's one of my favorite, most professional people out there in the world. And one day I want to go to West Virginia and visit his hospital because it's a free care hospital. It's a free clinic, yo. Anyway... Um, If you guys ever want to know a little bit about Patch Adams, go watch Patch Adams. Go rent the movie, okay? I don't know if it's on Netflix or Hulu, but go ahead, go to your record store or your um, local video store and try to find it. It's called Patch Adams, and Robin Williams actually acts as Patch Adams, and he's hilarious in it. But it's a beautiful story, it's a true story, and I love it, and so... When I say I don't care about the color of my doctor's skin, I care about the soul within that shade of skin. Does it care about me or does it don't? That's what I care about. And that's what a lot of people should care about. Anyway, Nichols claimed that the DEISJ coursework views the United States as inherently racist while uh, creating groups and pitting them against each other. He added that the curriculum wants students defined by the color of their skin. Of course, um, this is a woke left-wing agenda, echoed Conservative Party of New York Chairman Jerry Kassar. Um, It's disturbing and it's dangerous. They're treating everybody as um, having prejudice. It's like a socialist communist state, and it's unbelievable. Um, these ideas are best addressed at home. Yeah. That's true.
Alright, this is random stuff that I find interesting, so hopefully you'll find it interesting. You can also request some things that I could cover, you know? Please do that. I would love that. Like, request down in the comments below on my YouTube or, like, in my Instagram. Like, request some stuff for the random section because I want to learn more, alright? Thanks. Speaking of y'all Gen Z or woke folk, apparently y'all got a drink out. <laughs> so, meet Borg, Gen Z's controversial drink of choice. Oh, interesting. Um, phone, keys, ID, giant jug filled with vodka and flavored water. The list of going out essentials was recently expanded to include a blackout rage gallon. The fuck, aka Borg. Okay, the newish TikTok trend, popular um, among college students looking to get drunk enough to throw up in the street and/or be honest with themselves about how they need to drop econ for or before it tanks their GPA. Okay, whatever. Um, the Borg is created by filling a plastic gallon jug with a half-and-half half mixture of vodka and water, plus add-ins like a caffeinated flavor enhancer or an electrolyte power mix uh, and or whatever other type of sweetener the mixologist chooses. Simple, cheap, and non-breakable. So you just take a whole, like, a gallon of milk, all right? It's like, it looks like it, it, it's one of those gallon jugs, Okay. You put half vodka and half water. You water down the vodka, you fucking soulless creature. I'm a drinker. I don't drink a lot, but listen, I get... <laughs> listen, I just... I get fucked up when I do, okay? For fun, okay? To celebrate, alright? But <laughs> you water down the vodka. You know, fuck you, dude. Gen Z. You have no brain cells. Borgs first cropped up on TikTok 2020, um, but have gained more popularity over the past year. Part of the appeal, according to Borg heads, um, is to prevent hangovers by concentrating the sugar and booze with water and electrolytes. The other part, probably, is that it's fun to carry around a big jug which feels like an upgrade from drinking something that comes from a bag or from a box. You know, we, there was like a weird trend out there. It wasn't called Borg, but back in the day, I remember seeing like kids just like carrying around a big jug of water, like in the 2000s. And I was like, why are people just drinking out of jugs? Like, is this because they work out a lot? Like, it doesn't make you look cool that you just decide to water down vodka in a jug. With a whole bunch of electrolytes and shit. Like, where, where is the psychology in this? Like, what, what is your mind behind this shit? Like, there's... <laughs> you're gonna get fucked up either way, but, I mean, you might as well just fill it up with full vodka. I mean, to be honest, don't. Don't take... <laughs> don't take my advice. I'm just saying, watering down vodka is just... It's not... 
It's a sin, okay? Stop it. Though it might seem like a potentially dangerous concoction, some um, harm reduction advocates believe that Borg might uh, make drinking slightly less dangerous for college students, though one of them were advocating for binge drinking, obviously. TikToker user Aaron Monroe, for example, posted a video outlining the reasons this trend may be safer than diving headfirst into a bacteria-laden frat bathtub of jungle juice. Ew. Um, the bong... Or, I'm sorry, the, the Borg maker is a is in control of how much alcohol is going into the jug. Drinking from a vessel sealed with a cap might decrease the likelihood of someone spiking your drink and getting away with it unnoticed. Understandable, but can't someone just remove the lid and spike your drink anyways when you're not looking? I mean, it's not that hard to do, but... Um, the jugs are for individual use, which is way less germy than communal cocktails. Okay. I see you guys are still really loving the pre-COVID, you know, procedures, you know. Can't spread COVID through vodka. Um, others, however, are less sure that Borgs have any benefit. Ashley Lyndon Carmichael, an associate research professor at Penn State Edna Bennett um, Pierce Prevention Research Center, told uh, Inside Higher ED, or Higher Ed, I don't know, um, if someone is having 16 drinks in one setting, or one sitting, um, even if it's mixed with water, uh, that still occurs as high intensity or extreme drinking. Very true. Um, another expert noted that Borgs, uh, could be safer, but it's up to the drinker to be aiming for that. The TikToker is, I'm sorry, the TikTok is any indicator of Borg drinkers are mostly trying to get drunk, which, duh. No one is drinking Burnett's and Mio liquid water enhancer for the nutty notes and hints of stone fruit. What? Ultimately, if you're a college student who's trying to binge drink, you're probably going to find a way to do that with or without Borg. Um, the Borg might make it way easier to binge drink, but it might also make it easier to control how much you're drinking. Especially if you start with more water than alcohol. Or if... You don't drink at all, Borg could be an easy way to drink water all night without having to answer any questions. I don't know how the Borg rules are, but do you have a drink or do you have to drink the whole thing? <laughs> sure, the goal is to ostensibly to be a uh, blackout rage. Okay, so you want to get drunk, but you also want to look responsible by putting a bunch of water in it. But you're gonna get fucked up either way because you mix whatever you want in it. But, okay. And maybe I'm being naive here, but 
there's got to be at least one dorm mini-fridge out there that contains zero vegetables, zero half-drunk gallon of Borgs um, being saved for later, right? Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it just sounds like they're pulling shit out of their ass just to sound like they're more responsible than the boomers out there. <laughs> Who just, like, shared each other's drink and shit. But I don't know, man. I feel like if you weren't a boomer, if you weren't a millennial, then you weren't then you're not really alive, to be honest. Like we've we've survived some shit. I mean, what has Gen Z survived? They've survived COVID, which is interesting. Okay. But I mean your body does need to get sick in order to learn how to you know, fight it off next time. You know, that's how your body learns to combat diseases, so the whole spreading of germs thing, you're just going to keep yourself a weak person. I don't know. There's a whole lot of things that I would like to call bullshit on in this, but I'm done talking about this one. I really don't know what category this would fall in, but we're gonna keep it in random for now. But there's a new drug out there, and it's called zombie drug, and it's sweeping the nation. Several states taking action. So, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Um, a new drug is sweeping across major cities in the U.S., and several states are taking action. Not only does it have an increased chance of causing an overdose, but it rots the user's skin. That kind of sounds like crocodile, though. Like it flakes the skin off. Is that the whole fucking article? That is the shortest article that I have ever seen in my whole life. Like, you're not gonna go into the whole science behind it, or do you want me to play the fucking video? Because I hate doing it. Oh, there we go. So it's known as a zombie drug. It's also known as Trank. Uh, it is a veterinary tranquilizer. Yeah, that's... Isn't that... No, that's... That sounds like ketamine, because ketamine is also a tranquilizer for pets. But, okay. Um, so if it's being cut with other drugs, it's also a drug potent... Potenator? So it increases the hot, the high of any other drug that it might be cut with, said Myrtle Beach opioid coordinator Michael Smith, or Michelle Smith, sorry. Um, experts say users will often cut the drug xylazine and with opioids like fentanyl, okay. Um, this makes overdoses common. Uh, because since xylazine isn't an opioid, Narcan doesn't work on it. The drug all around is absolutely terrifying, said Smith. It also destroys the tissue at the injection site. Um, so not only is it terrifying in concept as the way it works and things like that, but it visually, uh, as well can be terrifying. 
Um, it can be, uh, it can give users a zombie-like appearance because it causes drowsiness and rots their skin sometimes, all the way to the bone. Oh my God! Myrtle Beach authorities say they haven't seen any cases of Trank overdosing yet, but they are preparing. Uh, we're going to send out an advisory to first responders just to know uh, what to look for, especially with the component of the possibility of ulcers and things like that around the injection sites. Um, and that will give them the tools and the information uh, that they need, Smith said. Okay. Myrtle Beach Fire Captain Jonathan Evans says that the department is working with Smith and will adjust to whatever drugs come their way. Uh, we try to stay prepared for any kind of situation, but obviously there's things that will come about that we'll have to adapt and overcome, he said. As things change, just like with the fentanyl and everything else, we will have to adapt our procedures and make sure we are keeping ourselves safe as well, while also protecting our public. Yeah, so the whole drug kind of sounds like crocodile and ketamine mixed together. Because, I mean, if it's like Trank, the only uh, drug that I know that is for animals is ketamine and whatever they said, um, Narcan. But I know crocodile is something that actually rots the body or it flakes off the skin and it kind of makes them look like a leper almost anyway let's try to find something more fun to talk about I don't know if I've actually um, read this before, but we're going to go ahead and do it. 30 of the creepiest facts people have shared on this viral thread that many wish they didn't know. So, number one, after the Pulse nightclub shooting, when the cops were investigating, you'd think it was pretty quiet in there. It was actually a cacophony of ringing cell phones so many friends and loved ones calling people um, they knew were there, hoping they'll answer the phone and say that they're okay. Oh, that's, that's actually sad. That's not creepy. Number two, before you die, your last words could be, I don't feel so good. Um, I was a paramedic for 15 years and heard dozens of people, uh, people's final words. Uh, the phrase I heard the most often, possibly from half to three quarters of them were the same form of, or in some form of, I don't feel so good. I've also heard, wait, something's wrong. I don't feel so right. Wait, something's wrong. It's happening. Oh no, oh no. Uh, people feel the blood leaving their brain, I think. Must be like a rush. Number three. Many pets die because their owner dies unexpectedly and nobody comes to check on them in time. Oh, no. No, that's sad. I don't like that. Number four. Um, there is a whale called 52 Blue that 
only sings at a frequency of 52 hertz, meaning it can't communicate with other whales. It is nicknamed the loneliest whale on the planet. Oh, no, I'll be your friend. You might eat me, but I mean, I'll still be your friend. Number five, female dragonflies fake their own death to prevent rape. <laughs> Why is that funny? That is so dark. <laughs> Number six, um, on, Mount en- uh, on Mount Everest, you have the Rainbow Valley, um, the last zone to climb to reach the peak, which sounds cute, but it's really the colorful jackets of dead climbers who were frozen in time against the white harsh snow. Um, also, uh, when close to the peak, the oxygen levels are so low that the body is starting to die. You only have a few minutes to reach the top. Oh, well, that's nice. Um, number seven. Wait, what was that one then? I don't know. We're, in, we're on number seven. So, during the French Revolution, there... Uh, where guillotine was introduced, the people to be executed fought the f- fought to be first. What? The people to be executed fought to be first, as the blade would dull after multiple uses, and wouldn't cut the head clean off at the first attempt. Oh, oh, well, yeah, no, I would fight to be first too. Shit. Like, just do it quickly. Like, damn. Um, number eight. Um, there's something called anesthesia awareness. Okay, I have read this, but I don't feel like finding something else. Where, um, certain people go into surgery and they don't give you enough anesthesia. It will look like you're asleep, eyes closed, not wanting or not talking or moving, but the patient can still still hear and feel everything that's happening. But uh, here's the scary part. You're unable to move, speak, or open your eyes unless you have a monitor to show your brain activity. You're stuck with having to endure the pain. Oh no. No, 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 no. Um, number nine, being the oldest person alive means that every single human being who was alive the day you were born has now died. That's sad. Stop it. Um, let's see number ten. When whales reach a certain age, they will eventually be too weak to swim back to the surface for air, so they will just suffocate to death and eventually sink to the bottom of the ocean. But at least they sink to the bottom of the ocean. Their bodies will create uh, sprawling ecosystems that will last for a good few years. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, circle of life. Uh, Number 11. Most sitcom laugh tracks were recorded in the 1950s, so you've probably been listening to dead people laughing. That's creepy. That's very creepy. Anyway, number 12. A professor at my uh, lecture today said that deer will lay on decaying corpses because they produce heat, and the deer like that. Basically, deer treat corpses as their personal saunas. Wow. 
I, I don't know what how to react to that. Uh, in the event of a water landing, flight attendants are specifically required to allow dead bodies on the life rafts. No saving your dead. What? Are, are required not to not allow dead bodies. So, like, if you're dead, if you hit the water and you're dead, like, you're... You're gonna be fish food, I guess. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Number 14. Um, on airplanes, they turn off the lights before takeoff and landing. Uh, basically on anticipation of the plane crashing. The fuck? Your eyes take time to adjust to the dark, so if the plane were to crash, your eyes would be pre-adjusted, thus increasing the likelihood of being able to make it out. Um, they also asked, they also asked that window blinds be opened in order to allow anyone outside to be able to see in, uh, in order to check for survivors. Okay. Number 15. Uh, the dolphin, which most often is portrayed as Flipper, on the 1960s television show Flipper committed suicide. What the fuck did you guys do to Flipper? Man, what do y'all do to him? That's not cool. Dolphins don't usually commit suicide. What the hell did you guys do to it? Number 16. Humans have enough bite power to bite off their own finger. Bone and all, the only thing stopping is our brain's natural safety factor. Yeah, I've heard uh, you you have so much power in your jaw to smash your own teeth, but you won't. Um, let's see. It's uh, way easier than you would expect to break someone's rib uh, during CPR, and it feels really weird. Pop, 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 pop. Like bubble wrap. Oh, shit. Oh, no, no, no. Number 18. The astronauts of Space Shuttle Challenger didn't die until the spacecraft hit the ocean. They fell through the air for more than almost three minutes. So they... So they drowned to death? They got electrocuted and died? Drowned to death. Number 19. Judith Barcy was the young actress actress who uh, voiced Anne Marie, All Dogs Go to Heaven, and Ducky in The Land Before Time. Uh, she was murdered at the age of 10 by her abusive father, who also killed her mother at the same time. Judith's gravestone displays Ducky's catchphrase, yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, I've, I've known that for a while. Sad. Number 20, fatal familial insomnia is a thing. It's a rare, incurable, prionic brain disease uh, that progressively destroys your brain's ability to sleep. Um, eventually, you'll stop sleeping altogether, go insane, have seizures, and die. I'm so glad I'm a sleepy person. Oh my god. Number 21. There's been multiple cases of people actually ending up being eaten by an escalator. Yep, I've when I was like a kid, I saw a documentary of um, this kid actually sitting on one of the stairs 
of the escalator and his shoelace got caught and he got swallowed up by it. Yep. Number 22. There are only three states in the USA that have outlawed child mis- or child marriage. Um, New Jersey, Delaware, and Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, 23. Your lips are made of the same skin type and texture as your booty hole. <laughs> really? Interesting. Alright. Um, let's see. It's just the other end of the same pipe. Uh, when you kiss someone, you're just... You are just a shit pipe with two anuses. <laughs> That's one of the comments. Number 24. The song Baby Shark, Shark is actually perfect rhythm to guide infant CPR. Really? Interesting. Is that number 30? No, that's 24. Number 25. We have five more after this. If you electrocute someone while they are submerged in water, it won't leave burn marks. Okay. Number 26. Uh, in Formula 1, safety belts are not mandatory until 1972. Um... Before then, drivers believed it better to be ejected in a crash and either die instantly uh, from a broken neck or suffer many broken bones. The alternative, they thought, was to be trapped and essentially cremated alive should the gas tanks ignite. There's a zombie fungus that basically enslaves ants for its own benefit until it kills them. That's number 27. 28. There's a parasite called Dracon calicius, or more commonly known as guinea worm. Oh, fuck no. No, I hate worms. Go the fuck away. Um, that can enter your leg through drinking infected water. You won't notice anything until one year later, then a small portion breaks off, breaks the skin to release larvae. It at this point, it's a meter long. No! Oh, fuck. No. That just gave me... Uh-uh. No, I don't want this. I don't like this. It is a meter long? Ah, uh, And it has to be extracted centimeter... It has to be extracted centimeter by disgusting centimeter NTDs are the stuff of nightmares oh my god someone commented I'd rather kiss an oncoming train same uh, number 29 not morbid but unnerving at any time without any warning you could die of a brain aneurysm and there is literally nothing you can really do about it anyone can have one uh, no, I believe in speaking life, and I speak life over me and my other listeners. That won't happen to y'all, okay? <laughs> anyway, number 30. You can die from pooping too hard. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can die from pooping too hard. Uh-uh. Eat fiber, people.
I can find a article on mix, then I will definitely do a um, uh, something for world news because I hardly ever do it anymore. It's just basically because it's at the end of the podcast episode and I always have something to do, so I try to like zip through the whole thing, but sometimes it just gets too long, you know, but anyway, um, I will pick one country and I will read an article from Mix about it, so. So here are some of the 10 things that you should buy in Ireland, I guess. So, yes, I were, um, but, you know, I like learning about my roots. So, uh, Irish pottery. Ooh, that looks pretty. A visit to one of Ireland's ceramic studios will make you wonder why people focus on Waterford crystal, uh, when there are so many incredible Irish potters and ceramics producing cool contemporary designs. Look for work by Nichols Mose, uh, Louis McCauley, Paul M- Maloney, and Ruth Power, and uh, Laura McGay. Okay. Morn Textiles. Using traditional weaving techniques and custom-made Handlooms Irish Heritage uh, brand Morn Textiles is a family business and it started uh, in the 1940s in a workshop at the foot of the beautiful Morn Mountains in County Down. Look for the wide scarves and earthy tones that are delicately light and soft to the touch and finished with a natural loose fringe. Blankets, rugs, and cushion covers also make great souvenirs. Okay, so this is like a souvenir list for y'all. If you ever want to visit Ireland, one of these days I would love to. Um, fragrance. Located in the heart of Claire's Burren, the Burren Perfumery um, creates a small, bat- small batch of perfumes and cosmetics inspired by the beautiful surrounding limestone landscape. Uh, visit the store to check out the herb garden and organic tea rooms and test fragrances, creams, and other products. Electronic sheep knitwear. Interesting. Specializing in detailed graphic knitwear with contemporary illustrations and bold patterns. Irish knitwear. Label electric sheeps. Quirky unisex sweaters and scarves are available in stores throughout Ireland. If you don't want to buy it, in Ireland, you can shop it online. So, jewelry, really? I mean, okay. Uh, the traditional Irish claddagh ring. Okay. Uh, represents love, friendship, and loyalty. Its uh, continued popularity and extreme proliferation means that it also represents the kind of meh purchase on a trip to Ireland. If you like the symbolism but don't love the fact that every tourist is wearing one, look for updated versions of the design. Barry Doyle design has an entire line of jewelry inspired by the Celtic design and history, including a chunky contemporary cattle cladda ring. 
Okay. Contemporary Irish designer Eileen Moylan also creates modern, um, refined and clean interpretations of the Cladaw design. Rathborn's Candles. Okay. I love candles. I can't get enough of them because I like having my house smell nice. Anyway. Um, established in Dublin during the 1400s when candles were used uh, for street lighting, the world's oldest candle company, Rathburns, uh, now illuminates homes in luxury homemade candles uh, that feature beautiful fragrances inspired by uh, Irish roses, herbal con combinations of mint and thyme. And the bark of Irish trees. That is really cool. I want to buy one now. Do they have an online shop? <laughs> anyway, that is all for me. Um, yeah, I will see you in the trenches next time. I gotta do the dishes. Love you, bye. It's time to take a break, renegades. Yeah, let's do that.